international DJs would come here, listen, take it back, and create these monster hits. Hmm. And that music to me is there's something, there's a taste to it. Like you could you could taste like uh, the you know is that that, that shh in the air. Um, you could taste. The, the vodka on, <laughs> on people's skin. You know, you lick a girl. You know, they're in a club and licked a girl's shoulder and it tastes like vodka. It's been a while. Welcome to the latest episode of Pancom Podcast featuring me. <laughs> that's his favorite part of the whole thing. I think that's fun. We can wrap it up and get the fuck out of here. No. Right, thank Bye, you, guys. Lucy. Yeah, this was great. Thanks for coming out. It's thank been you for amazing. having me. Um, Nick actually does a proper introduction. Go ahead, Nick. Talking to your fuzzy ball. I am Nick Jimenez. I am joined, as usual, by alleged chef, eighth grade basketball MVP, semifinalist, <laughs> and proud owner of a sushi Nas cap. Yeah, Michael Beltran. This is this is a Michelin starred cap. That's right. I think you. I think you're still getting caps over me because you have more Instagram followers. I think it's because they can find a cap to fit my head easier. Also true. (laughs) I think that's awesome. That's why I'm a big fan of the Velcro. (laughs) That's such like a dad move. Those little plastic tabs. Flex fit hats. Yeah. And and no shame to anyone that has a flex fit hat. We'll still take all your ad money. Follow us on Patreon and OnlyFans. We'll also accept triple XL caps as payment. (laughs) Uh, We are joined by, I think it's fair to call her, a Miami radio icon. Uh, yeah. Holy shit. I You're a walking, living legend. Little this is Lucy walking Lopez. Legend. Lucy Lopez of Power 96.5. <laughs> if you are not from Miami, your previous exposure to Power 96 was probably Zach the Baker and Carluba. Right. Doing the, what's up, y'all? What's it going to be? You're online through with your homie LB. That's yeah. right. And, uh, Badass. yeah. Zach the Baker came hard with the uh, with the merengue and Power ninety six sound effects. Yeah, <laughs> hello. This is gonna be a good time. And, and the cocktails <laughs> haven't even started yet. And the cocktails haven't even started yet. Uh, and I want to before I uh, pass it off to you, Mike, and also ask you to explain this finger situation. Uh, I will note that Lucy is one of a very small group of people in the world, not as small as the Mug Club, but she's in the Sticker Club. She's got oh, a yeah? Pancom podcast sticker on her sticker? laptop. I have one sticker. I have two stickers on my laptop. One is yours. Wow. And How I, did we get here? One is yours, and the other one is DJ Zog's that I had to make on my own because he doesn't have any fucking stickers. I have so many. I'm going to give you all the stickers. I have so many stickers in my office. Nick doesn't even know I still have a lot of Punkum Podcast stickers. I have so much to say about Punkum Podcast stickers. T- oh, please share. A list. Let's just start. Before we get into things that actually matter... Talk about, tell me, the. what are your feelings about the sticker? This is my feeling on the Panko Podcast sticker. First of all, incredibly jealous. Why am I jealous? Right. Because I didn't come up with that podcast name. Thank you. I got yeah. so much shit for this no. name. Whoever Thank gave you, you shit. Mm-hmm. Not you guys. Relax. You guys are as fucked up as I am. Whoever gave you shit, make them wash the dishes this weekend. Um, it's an art form, by the I way. I do not know who inspired you. I don't know. How you came up with that, but I can tell you right now, I come up with names for a lot of things that we do at yeah. the radio station, and that name made me insanely jealous. Yeah, I smoke like, a good, like a solid amount of weed. Whatever you were smoking. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah, like, it, and it, down to 
the Funko podcast with the mic in it. That, that was one, them. That was all them. The, the, the name was also not all you. It was all me. No, I wrote it into an Instagram caption, and you said, "Yeah, that'd be a good name for a podcast." I don't totally believe that's true. Did okay. you just steal your shine from? Absolutely. He's fired. That's most it's, of what happens on this show. It's. I mean, he's still jealous because he's talking into the ball tickler. It's been like that, Penny Densia, for two years. Yeah. <laughs> but seriously, great name. Like, Thank you. Genuinely jealous. We do what we can here. I remember uh, being like, "What? why the fuck didn't I come up with that name? Right. And I'll tell you why. At the moment that your podcast name, you know, re- was revealed, um, there were a lot of podcasts coming out and a lot of people were giving them like these quirky, really dumb yeah. kind of names. And... For some reason, and now that I know you and kind of getting to know you right now, right. I felt that you came up with that name to make fun of the whole podcast wave. And you're like, bro, because <laughs> you could put bang with anything. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, pan con lechon, pan con croqueta, pan con podcast. Right. Or the pan con, which, you know, we'll, we'll stop there. Pan this con, is a family show. We'll stop pings. there. You yeah. Can't. Just say pings. 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 A la Brett Romberg, penis. <laughs> penis. No, I mean, I try not to take anything incredibly too serious that's outside of the kitchen. So I also did never think that anyone was going to listen to this shit show. And uh, shockingly, people, there's some people that do. We're up to 24 followers now, 24 or 5. There's a lot of people who listen to your show. Oh, yeah? So stop it. Oh, man. Yeah. I am like, I'm blushing. You can't see, you can't see it. It's not actually happening, but the best I am thing blushing. about this relationship that we're forming right now is like, is he being sarcastic? He probably is. Yeah. But guess what? I like it. I know it's good. It's part of the charm. I love it. Yeah, you know, I was in a, a meeting earlier today, and they were like, "Oh, you know, chef, we have to do this thing at two thirty. I'm like, "All right, I got to be done by three. I'm doing a podcast, and I said, you know, with Lucy Lopez and my pastry chef goes, "Who?" I said, uh, "Lucy Lopez. Can she give me an autograph?" And I was like. Really? She was like the pastry chef? Yeah, she's she loves you. She's okay. a big fan. What's her name? Devin Braddock. Devin, I want you to know that whatever you want, yeah. I got you. Yeah. Because she, you are a pastry chef. Yeah, she does all the That's good it. things. Yeah. She That's does it. all the delicious Whenever things. Whenever I'm cycling, I'll just reach out to you and you put me in touch with her. Okay? Oh, you're a cycler. Not right now. No? Oh, you meant bicycle? Yeah. It's so funny. I'm talking about my menstruation. Oh, okay. I got it. I wanted to make sure that we're on the same one. But, chef, thank you for yeah. assuming that I work out. No. I just, because several people, and this is the Grove, so a lot of people are like, you know, I cycle. You should get on a bike. And no, I just couldn't take, I keep on telling them, like, I have no interest on being on a bike. I feel like I would look like an olive on a toothpick, and I want no part of that. This episode of Pankong Podcast is brought to you by our sponsor, Drew Estate and Master Blender, Willie Herrera, who are proud to introduce the Herrera Esteli Miami Cigar. Crafted by Level 9 Cuban Rollers at El Titan de Bronce in Calle Ocho, the complete Herrera Esteli Miami line is expertly rolled with a lavish Ecuadorian Habano Oscuro wrapper over a rich Ecuadorian Sumatran binder with select fillers from the Dominican Republic and Nicaragua. The new look of Herrera Esteli Miami features a black and gold color tone and is available in the following five Vitolas. Nick, tell everyone, what is a Vitola? A Vitola, and by the way, I would like everyone listening to this ad to know, this is the first take, and we're doing very well. <laughs> I am shocked. I have no idea what's going on, and I have to say it's because of the ang- anxious coffee that Nick has made. Oh, man. Just wait for the poops. Uh, 
<laughs> a vitola, the term vitola refers to the sizes of the cigars, right? So some of the common ones that people hear are Robusto and Corona and mm. Churchill. Uh, those are all terms for Vitolas. The five Vitolas that Just, the... I want to interrupt you because it's not always about the size of the cigar. That's true. It is the type of cigar. So tell them. That's true. So the five the five Vitolas that uh, that Herrera Tele comes in are Herrera Tele Miami Robusto Grande, 5 by 50 Should we go with like... Uh, anglicized pronunciations is it a, for because your name is on the sandwich is this a robusto grande or a robusto grande i mean it depends how do you feel like our listeners in salina would feel i want them to feel like it's robusto grande <laughs> bueno that's a good vitola so robusto grande which is a five by 50 by the way for the uninitiated five by 50 means it is five inches long and 50 60 fourths of an inch in diameter so uh, close to five six. So just you have pa- painting a picture here in your mind. Robusto Grande, which is a five by fifty. Toro Especial, which is six by fifty two. Lonsdale Deluxe, a six and a half by forty four. Piramide Fino, six and a half by fifty four. Short Corona Gorda, which is five and three quarters by forty eight. This cigar is exclusive to Drew Diplomat retailers. For more information, you can visit DrewEstate.com. That's D R E W Estate. Dot com, or follow them at, at Drew Estate Cigar on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Mike, you had this cigar. I know that you're a Drew Estate fan. I am a Drew Estate fan. I'm very glad that they've come on as a partner. As a general rule, I want to make sure that to the extent that we can, and we've pulled this off so far, we're only partnering with people and taking money from people whose products we're actually into. Like Santos. Uh, absolutely like Santos Sangria. Santos Sangria. I, I, I actually have told them, like, I'll, listen, I'll give you an ad because I'm out of Santos Sangria. Right. Uh, I have to say that um, after going through this ad, one of the things that sticks out to me the most is how very much I feel like this is softcore Cinemax porn at 11 o'clock. Explain to everyone a rich Ecuadorian <laughs> Sumatran binder how that doesn't sound... Very sexual. Listen, I, I don't know that the people at Drew Estate would object to our <laughs> selling not. them as a sexual product. Yeah. Uh, but in case anybody's curious about what that even means, so Ecuadorian Sumatran binder. So I, Sumatran is not a style of... That's the thing. Of sexual style. It's not a sexual style. Got it. I mean, although it depend- some people do sexual things with their cigars. All right. Listen, you open this door. Man, we fucked this ad up already. <laughs> Jeez. No, but uh, but Ecuadorian Sumatran. That might sound confusing to people who know their geography because Ecuador and Sumatra are both places. It is a Sumatran binder, meaning that it is a variety of tobacco uh, named for Sumatra, but it was grown in Ecuador. And you see this a lot in cigars where you have a an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper uh, which means that it's a uh, Connecticut tobacco variety, but grown in Ecuador. People who listen to this podcast are going to hear a smoke. Pretty soon, we're going to have Willy Herrera, the master blender, on as a guest on the podcast. Uh, if you're curious about cigars, that is definitely one you want to tune in for. I have to say that I, I smoke a pretty good wide range of cigars, and I, I gravitate towards Drew Estate a lot. I mm-hmm. think that the consistent how consistent and good those cigars are is like very rare. And we've talked about that a lot. Like, you know, sometimes you'll get a cigar and then it'll be great. And then you go back to get it like six months later and it's just not as good. Right. I've never had that experience with Drew Estate stuff. And it's like, I, I don't know. I've, I've been a fan for a long time, way before they started paying me to say I was a fan. <laughs> right. Way before. No, it's true. Yeah. 
It's true. No, we've been to cigar shops together more than once. You've pointed out Drew Estate things. But that's what I I I smoked that, and that's awesome. The red label uh, Herrera Estili, I smoke every week. Yeah, yeah. Every week, it'll be the first, like, you know, when I go to one of these places, I'll go, that's the first thing I grab, and then I'll go into something else second if I decide to smoke two or three that day. So I'm glad you brought that up because I want to make a distinction here. You you referenced the the one that has the the red red label label on it. Red and gold, yeah. And that's the core Herrera Estili. Which is made in Esteli. Esteli is uh, the Nicaraguan sort of capital of cigar making. The Esteli Miami that we'd been talking about is actually made, and this is referenced in the copy that we read, but El Titan de Bronce in, in Little Havana. Uh, so this is also a cigar that you want to go after. And I remember I, I uh, passed this along to one of our friends in the uh, social media sphere who was putting together a list of local businesses. And I said, ah. like, hey, you might want to check out El Titan de Bronce. Uh, and El Titan in Little Havana is not just in Miami, but in the country, one of a very, very small number of American cigar factories that actually distribute all over the place. So it's cool that, you know, uh, that this is a product that people everywhere have access to. Um, and and it comes from a small factory in Miami that has a, a very good reputation, not just all over the country, but all over the world. Somebody gave me one of these Miami ones for Christmas. So it was delicious. Merry Christmas. So, again, this cigar is exclusive to Drew Estate, uh, to Drew Diplomat Retailers. For more information, DrewEstate.com or follow them, Drew Estate Cigar on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We expect sales to go up 20% after this ad. I might cut that out. (laughs) I don't have enough coordination to pull off the whole biking thing. I tried rollerblading once, and I was like, I look like una cucaracha. Like, right. it was horrible. <laughs> I I also feel like driving in Miami is dangerous enough. Right. So put me on a bike with nothing to, to, to you know, protect me. Mm-hmm. It's a risky thing. Question, do you white knuckle mostly on 95 or on the palmetto? I, I would say 95. I don't hit the palmetto often. That's why right. I'm on 95 daily. Yeah. So I took the palmetto here. I'm sorry. And I only white knuckle on one hand on the palmetto. Okay. But on 95. It's both. Both. And yeah. I always, there's two things I love. One, scary hip hop. Okay. And when you say scary hip hop, can you give me an example? Ying Yang Twins. Oh. That's to not- me, that's scary hip hop because they're asking me to look at their dicks the whole time and you said it was family show, guys? No, no, not really, though. Okay. Yeah. And whenever there's a song that makes me sing about stuff like that, I'm like, this is terrifying. Yeah. I'm some. I'm going to accidentally sing this song in front of my kids, and I don't want to do that. So I call that scary hip-hop. Mm. And then the other thing is the fear of death. Right. Like that. General. <gasps> I'm going to fucking die. I'm going to die in the pool. Like that. It's a, like as soon as I got off of Bird Road, I was like, oh, that yeah. was fun. I feel like I, I also get... I have my angry spells. I don't want to call it road rage because I've moved. I've I've progressed a lot in my life to get away from road rage. There's so growth, I, right? I'm o- I'm older now. Mm-hmm. Um, is actually in neighborhoods because people are such fucking idiots yes. when it comes to like just driving. A stop sign is an actual stop sign. Right. It means to stop. It doesn't mean to roll. It doesn't mean to kind of stop. It just means to fucking stop. Yeah. And just, then also, yeah. and I don't know, and listen, I'll tell you probably the, the number one person who does not listen to this podcast is Francis Suarez or any of the other people that are politician types. Excuse me, are you talking about the sexy vampire I don't, mayor we have? Yeah. Nobody's going to talk about the fact that our beautiful mayor looks like a sexy vampire, or is that just me? I don't ever say nice things okay. about him. So I, 
I don't think that he listens, but if we could come up with some kind of rule, law, that Uber drivers can't just park in the middle of the street to, to drop off their whoever they're dropping off, it would be fucking fantastic. It would actually make my fucking day if we could do that. I'm My knuckles are white now, and I'm not even grabbing anything right now. Uh-huh. That's like a general thing. Uber and Amazon, you guys all suck, just so you're aware. Stop parking in the middle of the street to drop off the 12-year-old girl that doesn't have a car at whatever nightclub she's not supposed to be drinking at. Chef, I want you to bring it from like a 10 to an 8 and a half. I'm sorry. It's been a long day already. I haven't taken my anxiety meds today. Our drinks are on their way. Thanks. Yeah. So how mad are you at the mayor, and is it because of COVID? Um... I, I, I don't think I, – I think there was a heavy part of COVID that he wanted to make Carlos Jimenez look bad mm-hmm. in several ways. So he wanted to talk about how poorly things were being done here, mm-hmm. and he did it on a national level. Got it. And he was on national TV shows talking about how dumb things were here. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand when he's actually part of the political process here. Sure. But it was a large, gigantic pissing match between the both of them that really didn't get us absolutely fucking anywhere. Now, uh-huh. I am also very grateful that we are open, and I think that there has been good things that have happened for us. But COVID was a time that I, I can't judge someone on their decisions they made during COVID because it was an unprecedented so time. We were all dumb. I mean, well, I'm, when you say all, give me context when you say we were I all mean, dumb. Me accidentally putting um, corn into my microwave forgetting it was in there, hearing it beep, right. going, why is the light still on? Walking over and it was on fire. That's that's that's, that's the level of dumbness that I was experiencing. Right. So bear with. I think that we also like experienced a time that it was so we had no plans. Right? Even the plans now are pretty bad plans, right? When we talk about how people approach COVID. The only good thing that's happened in this entire state is that our economy is open. Right. right, right. But there is no real plan. There's no plan. There re- isn't like a general plan of like how we're going to make it through this to the other side to make sure that we can make this long term. There is none. Right. So am I saying that I could come up with a better one? No, but that's why I'm not running for office. Right. That's why right, I'm not right. saying I'm going to lead an entire city of people. Mm-hmm. And then my my general thing is like we should bring all the tech companies and they're all going to be underwater just mm-hmm. like half of Coconut Grove yesterday. I got a little bit of ish. I wrote an article for Miami.com because I did this whole thing on how to teach tech bros how to date. I saw. We, we, we saw. I saw. But I feel like the end of my article was like, listen, if you guys are going to come here, like, don't just show up and not do anything. Like, right. Invest your time. I mean, a lot of people may or may not know this, but like a very great little group of kids, programmers and coders are coming out of Sunset Miami High School. Right. And a lot of people don't know this. And it's like, are they going to come here and start recruiting these kids so they don't turn into evil hackers that, you know, destroy Target in one click? Right. Or are they going to come here and just, you know, hang out on Brickle and eat I think that's a, that's a very fair. What are they going to do? That's, a, that's like a very fair statement because something I talk about like through and through. And this is why I tell you people call me a lot of names mm-hmm. um, because – Chuchi's not one of them, right? Some people call me Chuchi. My friend Gabby does call me Chuchi. There you go. Um, but I haven't seen him in a while, so I haven't heard it in a while. But, like, uh, obviously since we're open, a lot of these major markets are moving their restaurant groups here. Yeah. You know? And 
in very classic like Miami fashion, everyone wants to jump on that train, and it's like a bandwagon of like, oh my god, when and blah, blah blah blah. Everybody wants to do. You're talking about like. Juana and Juan, who go out every weekend and spend right. some cashish on the foods? Right. Okay, got it. That's what I'm talking about. Also, like, politicians, writers, journalists, or whatever we want to call them. All those things. Influencers. Hate that word. Super bad word here, but it's fine. You got can it. use it. Um, I just want to put them in the bad pile for you. That's cool. We have a, I have a very big bad pile. And Simon Kim, which is... Um, on this show a couple weeks ago, he's uh, opened up Coat in um, the Design District. And I, I asked him, I said, you know, are you planning to be a part of the community or are you just coming to pillage our community? We've spent a lot of time building this culinary community for a long time with like a lot of – it's been a lot of fucking work, you know. So are you going to add something to it or are you just going to come and try to say this shit's your own because I'm not about that. Right. And honestly, he was he was an incredible human and I think that – he had some great thoughts about it, and I think that he's probably one of the rare instances that I feel will do his best to be a part of the community. I don't feel like that about a lot of them, though. You right. know, so instead of I, I, I always look as like we're trying to bring things here, but we need to improve infrastructure here a lot. And I think that yeah. starts with a lot of the people at the top. When people start talking about Elon Musk wanting to be, build tunnels underneath Miami. I cringe. Why do I cringe? As a Hialeah girl who uses the palmetto way too much, I legit, I'm like, well, this is still under construction and you guys are going to build tunnels? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, what are you thinking? No, well, the palmetto thinking? is a constant. It's like a constant person that's in progress. Just Holly, this. how are you? Hi. Fantastic. What Thank is that? You. That's a Negroni. Oh, that's, um, like... <laughs> With the champagne? No, no, that's a spagliato. This is—it's okay. boozy, but you'll enjoy it. It's mine. I said, I just said to make two of my regular. So Barrio of abajo. Yeah, just and uh, don't drink all of it now. I'm gonna need bread. <laughs> Paco. Hola. Did he? <laughs> that, that might be Paco. Oh, no, it is Paco, guys. I don't know what's so funny. Um, I'll, I'll take uh, this brief break as an opportunity to remind Mike. We got to tell people what's going on here. Uh, oh, that's right. What do you mean? What? All, all, all that anybody who's you know in Salina, Kansas knows is that she's a radio. Icon. I know. I told her that we're going to get into this off-subject shit, and but then I'm, we're going to talk about the, the rise from Hi, from Hialeah to being a Miami legend. Oh the Lucy gosh. Lopez story here oh on Pancom Podcast. Qué rico, sabroso. <laughs> That's is that how is that how that works? Do you do all of your own audio? Like, um, I want to. Yeah, you don't do it all. Is there like little tickers like beep? So it all depends on what's happening on the show. Okay. Are we taking a break? Or are we still doing no, this? No, we're still doing this. Oh, you're this fucking is, around? No, but this is how this usually works. Way to don't, kill the momentum. Don't listen to the producer. Holy this is how this works geez, here. Jeez, I never listen to a producer. This is why we're getting along so far. Um, this is very good. The cocktail or the show? Everything. <laughs> Classic lady, lie in your face. Uh, I'm not a liar. <laughs> what did you want to know? I don't remember. Where were we, Nick? You don't have to listen to me. The rise of Lucy Lopez, the human. Like, what do you want to know? Like, I ask... mean, okay, so where, so the, from start to finish. 
Start to finish. Are you crazy? Born, born in Hialeah? Were you born in Hialeah Hospital? No, my sister was. Me too. Uh, there you go. Yeah. You probably know my sister. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I was born in Jersey, man, because my parents uh, came, well, my mom came to, you know, United States in the 60s. Her father was like, we're not going to Miami, we're going to New York. And we're going to eat apple pie and root for the Yankees. And uh, there were 13 family members, 13 kids. Wow. So about eight of them came then. And then the rest came uh, during the Marielle boat lift, which at that time, my mom was already married to my dad, who worked for immigration oh, yeah? and was able to uh, go, as she says, pick her sister out of a boat. Oh, man. So, um, yeah, like I was, was born in Jersey, raised in Hialeah. I came to Hialeah when I was like not even a year old. Oh, yeah. And I lived in the rat trap. And the rat trap is a small neighborhood uh, sandwiched between West 8th Avenue and West uh, 12th. And I lived on 45th Place. And the reason why they called it a rat trap is because if the cops were on one end and on this end, you couldn't escape. Mm. Um, and the only way out was where the cops were. Right. So that, I lived there. Uh, I went to like Palm Springs Middle School. I went to Pace High School. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I'm a Catholic school girl by trade. Yeah. And I am just a pata sucia. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm not. Um, <laughs> she flicks her hair away. Um, yeah. And, and then... Uh, I studied a film in Miami-Dade, hmm. um, and I was plucked out of college to work at Power 96. Oh, yeah? I auditioned on voicemail. On voicemail? Yeah, I called the radio station. Do you still have a copy of that that uh, that audition? Yes. Oh, uh, can we... Come on. We should procure I'll, that. I'll try to find... It's on, it's on a dot, so it's really hard to convert. We leave that up to them to figure out. Right. I, I, we just talk. I seriously, I'm like such a Hialeah girl that when I was pulling up, I couldn't find parking. And I go, how offensive would it be if I just told one of these, can you go park my car? Yeah. No, it wouldn't be offensive, I don't think. Okay. Anyways, totally fine. So then, yeah, I just uh, studied film and uh, I made a phone call to the radio station and the guys were making fun of Hialeah girls. And I called up and I was rather sarcastic and the program director was in the room. And he gave me his office number, and he goes, hey, can you call me? I you know, would like to have a conversation with you about putting you on the radio. Mm. And I was like, yeah, right. <laughs> okay. Um, How old were you when that happened? I was 19. Mm. I had just turned 19 years old. Wow, so like, yeah. the be- even like the beginning of college. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and I ha- was only in, well, I graduated high school when I was 16. Oh, so you graduated high school young too, yeah? Yeah, super young. And then I went straight to, I had to wait a couple, like back in the day, you couldn't start college at 16. You had to wait a year. So my mom sent me to Spain to get some manners. How'd that work out? I spent two weeks in Ibiza. Oh, so I it worked out. I lied about where I was staying. So it lined you up for the rest of your life. But it was, it was cool. Yeah. It was a great experience. That's where, like. I fell in love with food. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, growing up in Miami with Cuban parents, uh, the most, I guess, the biggest culinary experience I ever had, aside from my father cooking, was Casa Juancho. 
I used oh, to work there. Oh, who used to work there? I used, who? To, who? I used to work there. I know. Man, I, know. I have a little picture in the little red, little red vest. I know you started your career there, but man, you really do listen. This is a shock. I am, I am honored that you listen to this fucking shit show of a show. Nice work, Nick. Nice work, Carlos. Look at you, putting guys. us on the map. Are you guys proud? You guys should. You're very. You're yeah, shut up. It's a big day. It's a big day. <laughs> so. And yeah. So was, 19. How many years you been there? I've been there since I had turned 20. Mm-hmm. Then I left for a year, and when I, I went to live in California for a year, and then I found that everybody was racist. Yeah. I was like, oh, I gotta get out of here. Yeah, I moved to Virginia. The same thing. I was terrified. I had this crazy idea. It was all hippies and everything loved. Oh it. Everyone God, loved yeah. each other. Yeah. Well, because my dad is from the Bronx, and then my dad was like, "You ain't moving out to." Where you get out of here? You ain't going to California. Something for dirty hippies there. Yeah. And I was like, uh, I can't wait to live there. Yeah. And uh, it was horrible. Horrible experience. I hated it. I remember the first time I spoke Spanish, it was to a server at a restaurant. And he looked at me and he goes, Tu hablas español. I go, Si, yo soy cubana. And he goes, No hablas español aquí. Tú no, luces, tú no luces hispana yeah. si no te tratan diferente. I was like, what? Yeah, it's so crazy, right? It was wild. And then at the time, um, I was working at a post-production house. And I would work on audition tapes for actors and actresses. And, um, and I'm in the editing bay, whatever. And uh, I said something in Spanish. And the owner goes, Whoopers! Uh, you speak Spanish. And I'm like, yeah. Are you Mexican? Oh, it's the, always the immediate fucking and I question. Go, I just looked at him. I go, no, I'm Cuban. He goes, like you, Leon, and Scarface. It's the same thing, man. It's And nuts. I said, no, like Jose Marti, Celia Cruz, and my mom. Fuck you, I'm out. Yeah. And then I quit and I came back home. Good move. I couldn't handle it. It was too much. Yeah, I mean, I spent four years in Virginia. And again, like, I don't look Hispanic. No, it, you don't. You know, I don't look Hispanic, so... But as soon as I open my mouth, because everyone talks like it take It's like three words every six minutes over there. So it's like very slow. And they're just like, oh, boy, where are you from? It's like, I'm from Miami. Is that scary? Isn't that accent terrifying? Which one? Boy, where are you from? Boy, where are you from? Um, Is that Was that scary the first time you heard someone say or no, speak to you in that manner? No, because the guy who was talking to me at that time was an African-American guy. So, like, at that point, I didn't really understand. Like, it wasn't a big deal yet. But then, it you know, then it kind of – it. the longer I was there, it did turn into more of a thing. And never was I – did I have any fear because I was like – like, the black dudes looked at me as, like, one of them. Okay. So, it was like – even my best friend in college was uh, Hawaiian – african-american the rock you went to school with the rock i didn't he's much smaller than the rock okay. like he was you know like he weighed like 215 the rock's like 350 so not the same um but you know we we were roommates for three years like i, I felt very like safe i did get jumped once no yeah in college by four white dudes um see my dad has a lot of stories like that my dad was called a spick he was called i was the called a, i was called a spick i was called all kinds yeah. of things and I didn't totally understand it because, like, in Miami, race is, like, you know, we talk shit to Boricuas or whatever, but it's more, uh-huh. it's fun. It's not, like, ever serious. Right. 
but there it's like it's so embedded it's, it's so embedded it. in like mm. their culture right. the hatred it's nuts so even the city that i was in i remember once we were drinking whatever it was on a wednesday and we were on uh, someone's like backyard and there was like smoke billowing in the distance and i'm like oh man i'm wondering what that is and it was a local guy and he was like the KKK has a meeting the first Wednesday of every month. Stop it. Swear to God. Fake. Swear to God. Fairy tales. Not. Dragon tales. Not at all. Tell me the truth. This actually happened. This was actually a fact. Oh, my gosh. Danville, Virginia was the last capital of the Confederacy when it was falling. And they have a museum to that. So gross. They have a museum to that effect. And I'm sure, you know, museums, whatever, capture history. But that is not a part of history that I, I want to go to a museum to see. Yeah, my, and my, I, and, I, and it's, they, 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 they're, they're about it. They're, I dated a girl. In college, that she was like, you know, a cute little white girl, um, very sweet, kind of, I guess. I'm not sure. And um, she was like, yeah, you know, we're going to go see – let's go see my family for a day. They're going to have a barbecue. I said, all right, cool. It was in the middle of the fucking boonies. And as soon as, like, it's this long dirt road. This could have been out of a movie. It's like a long dirt road. We turn into the road. And she's like, oh, yeah, by the way, don't mention anything about you being Cuban. And I go, what? Say what now? And yeah, just don't mention it to oh, my daddy shit. or my mom. Don't. And I said, oh, this is going to be a problem. <laughs> like, this is going to be a right. I mean, I got a tattoo of Cuba on my back. Like, it's from one side to the other. So it's not that easy to just be like, well. You have let me on your chest. <laughs> it's like the whole thing and the gold necklace. Oh and I've been God. wearing that since I was 15. So it's, it's not easy for me to be like, hey, you know, it's like the guy from Half Baked. I'm Cuban B. Like, it's just part of who I am. Right, right, right. And, um, that was it was interesting that whole um the, the four year i learned so much in the, those four years not nothing regarding school cuz i didn't really attend school sure but like learned about life in that time frame of just like did that mold you into the kind of person that you are in the kitchen how you treat your staff the culture here um no i i attribute the maybe like as a as a human like my personality it did right. a lot of that did change very quickly because right. um, I have a wonderful mom that was just like very motherly my whole life and she was amazing. I love mommies. I know. She's incredible. And um, so I didn't really see like an incredibly ugly part of the world like that and I never envisioned it to be right. like that. What really molded the way that I operate in a kitchen is the fact that I played 12 years of football. Uh, okay. Organized sports was like the teamwork aspect, sure. the leadership aspect, uh, nurturing younger talent aspect all that kind of stuff you know it's still a work in progress but yeah it's it's incredible and i've actually never heard that about california me personally it's so terrifying that's it happened to me is it gonna happen to everybody else probably not dude i don't know but it happened to me and i remember it really made me panic and i, and I guess i i went back in my mind of the stories my father has shared with me my dad's a vietnam vet he's born wow. in new york his parents are cuban um and i mean my dad is insane crazy guy like crazy but he's a beautiful man he's an amazing person with heart and he's very spiritual but growing up my dad wanted to teach me kind of like like to grow up as a new yorker even though we lived in miami you know what i mean sure. so my dad was very hyper aware of how people are how people perceive others and i remember him like we were driving once to new jersey to see the family and right before we hit, we finished driving through Florida. 
pulls over. I was I'll never I was nine years old. Pulls over. Listen up. And I'm like, yeah. Goes, we're about to leave Florida right now. I'm like, okay. Goes, we ain't gonna stop. We're gonna keep fucking driving. Your mother's not gonna say a fucking word if we get pulled over. The minute they hear your mother's accent, we're all going to jail. And I'm looking at my dad, and my dad is saying this so, like, he meant every single word he was saying. And imagine a grown-ass man talking like that to, like, a nine-year-old. And right. I, I'm sitting there like, are we going to die? What is happening? And my dad said, we will die <laughs> if we stop this car. Jeez. And I grew up with that intensity in my household. And my mom is Cuban. So... I remember that being so like in my mind that when I experienced it in California, I was like, fuck that. I don't want to go through that. I don't want to like, nope, got to get out of here. I don't want to live here, you know? Um, And and my dad had a a very special way to share with me his life stories. You know, my pops, he he want his life dream was to be a chef. His like, like he'll sit there and we'll eat. I'll bring him to your restaurant. He'll eat something and he'll go like this. I'm making this tomorrow. <laughs> I'm making this. I know how to make this. This I'm going to make it tomorrow. And it's embarrassing. <laughs> we'll go to like an Italian restaurant. As soon as we walk into his favorite Italian restaurant, he'll go, and he'll start talking. I love that. He speaks Italian. So, and he's Cuban, but he speaks many languages. And I'm just like, what are you doing? Stop Can we get your it. dad on the show? He's a shit Man, show. I'll bring him. Next time yeah. you guys want, want me to, I'll bring my pops. And uh, he's wild. He's wild. But warning, he'll go from telling you, like, he'll, and then he'll go into writing, like, so I was in Vietnam, and I killed this many people, and I would, and he'll tell you incredible graphic stories, which is something that I grew up listening to as a child, so Mm -hmm. it kind of, it fucks with you, you know, because you're like, okay, there's just some stuff we can't tell dad. Okay. (laughs) Is that, it's a pretty loud noise. Is he going to freak out? Um, And... We've had those moments. We've been, like, watching a movie, and my dad has had a flashback, and that's... How long was he there? He was... So, my dad got drafted, saw his name come up on TV, uh, spent a year, came back to get better. And then they sent him back? No, and then he goes, I want to go back. Oh, man. So, and they were like, oh, you feel better. Yeah, great. And he was like, yeah. And then he went back, and then spent another two years, and then came back, and... Met my mom. Wow. Three yeah. Three years in Vietnam. Like a badass. Man, you're talking about what, I mean, what, I just. That's the animal who raised me. Wow. So, all right. Yeah. Great. Yeah. It was hard to date me, buddy. My husband. <laughs> I can only when imagine. My husband and my dad, the first thing out of his mouth, he goes, hi, I was in the Air Force. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, I come have a seat. Oh, yeah. your husband was in the Air Force. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, so that's uh, good. That's a good way to get in. Yeah, but when he met my dad, he was like, I never expected someone to be so open and so, you know, so open with those experiences. I I, I think that's where I gravitate for inspiration and, and also, uh, like, guts, right. you know? I don't think there's a lot of people who can say that you know like they can say well my dad's terror it molded me mm. and my sister you know, well i mean it's like a 
very graphic, real interpretation of like things are history. Yeah. And like things that happen that a lot yeah. of people just see like in books and they just read words. But when you hear like, and when you see, obviously there's a lot of like documentation and, and history that's attached to it. But when you hear like someone that was actually there, yeah, I mean, it's a totally different thing. He's got some stories, man, that I'm just like, dad, are you, are you for real right now? He's like, no, this is how it happened. You know, you go there, you did what you have to do. You try to get high and, forget through the night and goes your mom saved me you know i was gonna say what's the dynamic with your mom like so how mom, how is that how is she a human in comparison to your dad so my mom is an angel from heaven right so and she's, she's probably she probably get along with my mom great she's a mix between so my mom learned to speak english on the buses in new york so my mom speaks yiddish and she's not jewish oh, amazing so my mom's is a combination her accent is a combination between tony soprano and Tony Montana. Incredible. So when my mom speaks, it's like she'll say things like, Oyeme, uh, go get me the chmir and put it in the bagel. <laughs> and you're like, what? You know, it's like, sure. that's not how that is. <laughs> no, don't tell me. Yeah. I know a good bagel. Yeah. It's like, all right. Yeah. What part of Cuba is she from? My mom is from Contramaete. Mm. Uh, she's what we call una wajira. Um, she's farm girl yeah uh the youngest of 13 wow um yeah that that whole story is is pretty epic too my my grandparents met because my grandmother was married to my grandfather's uncle and she fell in love with him scandal so what a scandal it's pretty scandalous this episode has everything i know i love this this could be like you could have a series of movies trying yeah trying I just need one meeting with Billy Corbin. Oh, really? Just one. Okay. One Nick, little you meeting. Set it up. Yeah, sure. We'll call Billy in the morning. Yeah. You guys. He doesn't really like like Nick, but that's fine. Well, whatever. But who does? <laughs> right. I actually like Nick. I Nick just is a good guy. He's all right. I mean, as he sits talking into his ball tickler, he does a does great he, job. Does he not like you, or he doesn't like you? I don't know. This, I, Mike seems, you know, to have more information about whether Billy. No, Gordon I don't have more information. It's like uh, I don't think you guys have ever agreed on one thing. We've had the. I, mean, I, I think that's the beauty of to him. To be fair, like I've never actually like had a conversation except when I was interrupting your conversation with Billy Corbin. Right, which you, you did a very good job. Yeah, yeah. I think that's good. his thing. Who not to like people? Who Billy? Really? Yeah. Um. Whatevs. Sure. Yeah, I guess. I mean, we could have differing opinions, but. We can hook you up with some other people, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really know. If you'd like this to is the part of the show where we edit it out <laughs> so we don't get dragged through the internet. No, you can, no we're all about, getting, we're dragged all about getting dragged through the internet. That's how we met. Carlos took a question that we've asked on this damn show three times, and he ran with it and made these That's ridiculous right. assumptions about sandwiches. He's that horrible. I don't he's the Carlos? worst person ever. No, he's not the worst person ever. Carlos Frias is an imposter, a sham. Wow. Jeez. I think that's what we're putting at the very start of the episode. Yeah, that's good. I mean, I just disagree with all his sandwich takes. Like, not everything is, is a fucking sandwich. He is the worst. Like, he that... tried to convince me that a pastelito's a sandwich. It's not a sandwich. It's a breakfast pastry yeah. or comfort food. No, it's a, be- it's a bre- yeah, it's a breakfast pastry. Yeah, it's not a sandwich. It's not a sandwich, Carlos Frias. He just tries to, you know, 
I, I think it was like a shtick for him for like three weeks. You know, like, is this a sandwich? Is this a sandwich? Is it? And no, it's not a it's sandwich. It's not. An empanada is not a sandwich. It's not. But it. But then is a calzone a sandwich? This is going to go down a dirty rabbit hole and I don't want to be there. We're here, a- to, we're here to talk about you. We're not here to talk about Carlos Frias. This is what I do, though. I talk about everybody else except myself. I know, but that's why you're here to be uncomfortably talking about yourself. I can't stand it. I know. It's great. It's horrible. Yeah. How's your cocktail? You don't like it very much? It's bitter? I like it. I'm just asking. I like this. I thought, honestly, that this was a... Is it Campari? Yeah, it is Campari. Oh, that's what I thought that was. It is. Well, it's Campari rum. I do mine with rum. Stark rum. Does this have rum? Yes. I need bong. Seriously, bro. Traemos un pedacito bong. Estoy hambriente. Who's the waiter? <laughs> we don't have one because we're not open. But I can make it happen. Can you have bong con aceitico? Oh, man. You're you're that. That's you, huh? Why can't I have that? I just that? know. I'm just, you know, like Is I know. Is that it? Is there a red flag? Am no. I not going to tip you enough at the end of this date? No, it's not, an, it's not about tipping enough, first of all. I just know, like. We have bread service, right? Our bread comes with a lot of butter on it. Well, then give me that. So, I'm just, let me finish. Okay, fine. So, and then my favorite is when they come up to the pass and they're like, Chef, the table would like some more butter. How the fuck do you want more butter on top of well, that fucking like that. I'm just, listen, I'm just telling you my, my story. This okay? guy. He's insupportable with the bread thing. What do you mean? In supper table? Oh, man. What do you mean? I don't understand. What the fuck does that mean? That's the first time you ever said that. No, you're in supper table? No, I know. The, I just don't understand. With the bread what rules and the, what people are allowed to do with the but bread. What do you mean allowed? What do you mean? Oh, whoa. Yeah, what do you mean allowed? allowed? They rules. can do whatever the fuck they want. It just doesn't make any fucking sense. I'm very sorry. But so how much gonna, butter do you put on this? A lot. It's a Parker House roll. It's fucking doused in, with butter at the end. My bigger question is, so now you want olive oil? What the hell the fuck does that make any sense? Now you've even lost me even more. There's no olive oil in it to begin with. What kind of salt do you put on it? Malden salt, because it makes <laughs> sense and it's delicious. <laughs> fuck, man. God. Is that crunchy salt? It is crunchy salt. It is crunchy salt. You should just call it that. I call my kids. I, my kids, I teach them that. They're, I'm like, I, do you want abuela salt or do you want crunchy salt? Crunchy salt. Oh, crunchy salt is good stuff. Yeah. yeah it's like pretzel salt. You have pretzel salt? Right. Pre- the salt on a pretzel is like oh incredible. Gosh. You can't have, you know, you can't you, have pretzel without salt. A saltier sweets guy. That's a loaded question for me. I was prepared to talk food, by the way, but whatever. We're not here to Go. talk about food. We're here to talk about the story Bye. and journey from Hialeah to Lucy Lopez. Here I am. Personality got me all the way to the top, kids. <laughs> That's what it's all about. Hasn't gotten me anywhere. <laughs> You're the worst. Uh, no, like I said, people call me names. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. That's my new name for you. The worst. The worst. That's cool. We should make that a T-shirt. Every every episode, we come up with a different T-shirt that we're actually not going to make. But the we worst. Do it. Yeah, the worst is good. Um, where were we? We were talking. Okay, so how long? Yeah, crunchy salt. How long have you been with Power 96? Forever. Since, like, I was 20. I'm coming up on like 19 years. Wow, 19 years in the same place. How do you do it? I love what I do. That's good. I but it, but love I also it. think that there's loving what you do and the context in which where you do it. Mm-hmm. So you must really like where you do it as well. I love it. I love my coworkers. I love Zog. I love Evie. I love everybody that I work with. It's a family. That's great. But I really genuinely love my city. I love Miami so much. Love that shit. I swear to you. Me too. That's why yeah. I want to fight a bitch. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
Like I see the planes pulling up to the to the tarmac here at MIA, and I see them all filing out, pasty. Yeah. With their fucking Timberlands on. Oh, and I like Tims. I got Tims. What's wrong with that? But you don't wear them to the beach, do you, Chef? No, I don't. No. I, I don't okay. wear them to the beach. That's accurate. Um. And I worry. I worry. I mean, it's it's a it's a. I'm concerned. I, it's, I'm a it's concerned a, citizen of the 305. I'm a very concerned person too. I think. Uh, Why does he have a billboard in California that says if you're moving to Miami, slide into my DMs? Why? You know how this works with the microphone, I huh? do. It's not your first time. It's round, so it'll pick up everything. I get mad. There's there's a serious homelessness problem in our city. Yep. And I'm not just talking about, you know, Fred, who may or may not sleep in front of the AAA. I'm talking about kids who are in high school right now who don't have a meal in the morning, mm-hmm. lunch, or dinner, who are literally couch surfing and attending school and trying to graduate during a pandemic. Yeah. That's happening in our city. There are there are immigrants living here who are being treated like slaves, who are picking the food for your fucking salad. And I don't know if people are as aware as maybe you and I are of what is happening in our city. And I'm scared if we get more people in here, the real issues are not going to be taken care of. So when I'm on the microphone... And I'm doing my show every morning on Power 96, 6 to 10 a.m. on Power 96, radio.com, download that. Um, Got it. Done. All I can think about is how am I going to make people laugh? Yeah. How am I going to make people forget about this bullshit for like a few seconds? And I'm hyper aware of every other form of media they can turn to from Instagram and Facebook and TikTok and Joe Rogan on fucking Spotify. And he took all Howard's- of our money on Spotify, by the way. <clears throat> Howard Stern and I get it. I get it. Netflix. Totally get it. I understand. But I feel that our city hopefully continues to tune into local talent. Sure. Because we feel what they're going through. We sympathize. We empathize. We understand what's happening. Um and I get asked, I get asked, what's the answer? What's this? How can we do this? How can we change that? And I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. The answer is never easy, but it's more difficult to come up with that answer than um, saying we should invite more tech companies to come here. Right. And, and, and then the other side of me is like, I understand what you're saying, but... There are a lot of talented kids in our community. But let's not forget, although it was a pain in the ass for some of my girlfriends, a 16-year-old hacked into the Miami-Dade County public school school system. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And took it for a fucking ride. Yeah. Sure, he's in jail right now. But when he gets out. Yeah, we got a place for him. Everybody's got a little place for him. Somewhere. What he did was horrible, terrible, horrible. He went hard. But I just feel that there's that talent that needs to be nurtured and needs to have a job in our city. Sure. Because that person, and I'm not talking about the kids in jail, so everybody chill out. I'm talking about that regular (laughs) hacker, that regular kid who has this gift, whether he's, you know, a promising chef, uh, you know, 
a teacher, a musician, a rap artist, a, a model, a, a photographer, a broadcaster. They need to be able to grow their craft in our city and then learn to give back to it. I think the the biggest point is Miami sometimes as a whole, because it's such a transient place and it's so fast paced and it's so uh, a lot of glitz and glamour here, a lot of smoke and mirrors. They don't like we don't realize how good the things are that we have. Right. Because it's such a transient community and there's so many things of like, oh, well, look at this place and look at that place. And I honestly don't give a fuck. Like, I don't care. Like, I've I like visiting other places and I've lived in another place. But usually when I go on vacation after like three or four days, I'm like, I'm ready to go home. You know, like I'm ready to come back. This is like my home. And I love this. Me too. And I, I love it very much here. I don't know if everyone has that same sentiment. I know a lot of the people that I know very well do have that same sentiment. Even the ones that we can't stand right. feel the same way we do. That's accurate, too. And that's why I don't give everyone a load of shit like all the time. But yeah. um, it's like realize how special a lot of the things that we already have are, you know, and how special the talent here already is. I mean, the food talent here is immense, you know, and that's why I'm like, I never play a game like... My Arietta is supposed to be a restaurant that is for Miami, built by Miami, and is 100% an experience that you can only have here. There will never be another Arietta in another city. Well, everybody talks about your restaurant, by the way. That's very nice, and I love that. Like That's my best good. friend, Suhail, is like freaking out that I'm here sitting with you. Oh, yeah? She's like, is he going to feed you? Oh, my God. And I go, <laughs> no, I'm not an asshole. I already ate potaje before I went. If you would have come at 9, we would have fed you. No, I oh. had potaje already. Okay, that's good. Because today um, is Thursday. Thursday is potaje Thursdays in my house. Is it? Yeah. It's like a thing? Yeah. I like that. Do you have like a menu for every day? Yes. What's Monday? Monday is usually meatless, meatless Mondays. I got it. Sorry. You need a job? Huh? Do you need a job? Make a meatless Monday happen? Let's do it. <laughs> I do meatless Mondays, and then Tuesdays we do tacos for the kids because they're really into it. Uh, tacos are good. Uh, hard shell or soft? Soft. Of course. And then I do half. You're going to hate this. I do half turkey meat. Why would I hate other, that? And the other half beyond meat. Let me ask you a question. I don't hate any of that. Do you? Are I you mean, sure? You, I'm 100% accurate. Like, sure. Okay, because you come off a little bit like Anthony Bourdain. And like I, that bold that, attitude. Yeah, I know. And Bourdain fucking hated vegetarians. I know, and I don't. I don't hate vegetarians. Okay. I don't. I don't hate vegetarians. I actually eat like a couple days a week, one hundred percent plant based. Oh, you're so fucking cool. I'm just saying. Oh my god. This is coming from the person that makes uh, impossible. What is it? Impossible I tacos. Do impossible tacos. All right. So good. I know. And then Thursday is potajes. If you want to bring me one on Tuesday, I'll eat it. Okay. All right. It's a deal. That's fine. I also put little pieces of platanito in them. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm more I'm more against the the maduro than than the. I'm the worst. The, yeah. You've changed now. You've totally changed Is the it taco. Horrible? It's just it's different now. You're gonna eat it. I probably would eat it. Okay. Fine. What I'm saying is. Tell me. Do you think? Do, would you think that I'm like a food snob and that there's things that I just wouldn't eat? Well, that's the stereotype. But that's a terrible stereotype. It's like the stereotype of me is that I'm a chonga. Yeah, no. Well, it's good. Why? Because you're from Hialeah? Because I'm from Hialeah. And then when they meet me and we have a conversation, they're right. like, oh, oh yeah. she's just like funny. Right. I hope. Um, but yeah, I think it's always like I came prepared to talk to you, not just about food, but I just came prepared 
just in case you tried me, I'd be like... What does trying you connotate? You know, like, um... Let's see, what's like... <laughs> I swear to God, I thought this was going to happen. You ready for this? Here we go. Let's see, uh... What dish... I don't sound like this either, right? You're not impersonating no, my voice? No, this is in my head. Okay, good. Uh, what dish brings you joy? <laughs> <laughs> and then I was going to say... A Crunchwrap Supreme. No. All right. Shut up. How do you know Taco Bell's my favorite? It's my favorite. Yeah, I know. Crunchwrap Supreme. Which is the best Taco Bell in the 305. Come on. No, Bring I... Carlos Frias in here. No, no. Which it's a sandwich. Which is the best Taco Bell in the 305? No, but I... I don't... front. Come on. You, I don't venture that far. Listen, I'm, I'm a simple man. You make them at home. No, I just go to the closest fucking Taco Bell. Oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. The best Taco Bell in all of the 305 land is the one on 103rd and Hialeah. It is the best Taco Bell because the women that are in there cooking go a little off menu. Love so that. So when you're eating that taco, it's like, yo, this is picadillo. <laughs> yeah. They bring it from home, you think? They, they make it there like if they were making it at home. Oh, man, the that's pretty good. The best crunch Wrap in the world is. The I may, I may make that trek for that. The only, honestly, and just because I, the restaurants are here and I live in the Grove, I only go to Hialeah to go to Stevens. That's it. Yay! That's pretty much it. Hi, Matt. Yeah. Free ads for Free Matt ads. Kusher, <laughs> Stevens Deli. Look, at, we'll Cucina. be talking about him, right? But if we go eat there, he'll fucking charge us full price. Of course. <laughs> but I, I welcome that with full, with. I know, I, I do too. Well, I want him to charge me full price every time. I love it. I um. I survived COVID because of Stevens. Stevens. That's yeah, great. Man, that's all I did. I was like, go get any soup and then get me the Hialeah bar. And, and oh, the Hialeah bar is delicious. The nachos. Oh, I haven't had the nachos. They're so good. Yeah. Yeah, very good. Con la carne esa que hace con los sandwiches. Pastrami. Ah, so good. Yeah, we might have to venture out there again. I don't know who that is. You okay? Um, yeah, I don't know who that is. <laughs> so, what were we uh, talking about before we got interrupted here? My food. Oh, your food. Oh, yeah, Let we're on Mila's Monday, Taco Tuesday. What's Wednesday? Let me pretend. What are we pretending? That you asked me my comfort food. Okay. Uh, or that brings, Luce, me, brings me happiness and joy. Lucy Lopez, I, uh, I was thinking last night yes, yes. over this a nice wanted. cognac and my fireplace about questions to ask you and Thank i was you. thinking oh my god i'm so flattered um what is a food a food group uh, a dish uh yes. maybe something you've had in your journeys through spain oh i love that. that bring you joy oh my gosh well i can't really put my finger on a specific dish <laughs> okay but my grandmother may she rest in peace it's fine it's the Grove. You remember Loser Laps. It's totally fine around the Grove. You did that. Thursdays, college night. Every time I drive through the Grove, I can taste Molly. And <laughs> you don't, uh, what about uh, Colacab? You don't taste Colacabs? No, Molly. Oh. Um, my grandmother would make me Kimbombo. Oh, man. I haven't had that in so long. And my grandmother would make it con picadillo inside y bolas de plátano verde. Oh, I love that. I haven't had it since she died. Have you ever tried to recreate it? To the point where I was going to cry. No. No, um, I can't. I'm terrified of the kitchen. Oh, are you? My dad was, like, always cooking in our home and my grandmother. And then um, he's very menacing. 
And whenever he's in the kitchen, nobody's allowed in the kitchen. So that kind of like melted. Your, mom, your mom's not much of a cook? She cooks, but she like fake cooks. Right. Um, so I have a little bit of her and then I have a little bit of him. But I do follow recipes very well. Oh, yeah? So. That's good. What's on Wednesday in your house? So, but that's on Thursdays. Wednesdays is usually leftovers. Okay. And then on Friday, I always eat sushi. Oh, yeah? It's a little bit of OCD. I've been doing that for like 20 years now. Every Friday Every you have Friday sushi? Every Friday I have to have sushi. Where's your favorite sushi from? Lucy Lopez. Oh this is like free advertising for whoever this is. I don't want to say. You don't want to say? No. Why? Because. That doesn't make any sense. I have a lot of favorite places. Okay, that's cool. But I feel like people judge you. I'm going to get judged. We just talked about a Crunchwrap Supreme and how we love it. I don't want to get judged on sushi. Yeah, but that's different. I also say that I like Domino's. (laughs) That's funny. That's a Taco Bell joke. It's not a joke. I just went to Taco Bell like four days ago. Serious people. (coughs) We listen and watch and all that. I don't want to talk about sushi. I don't give a fuck. Come on. All right, fine. My favorite sushi is from Itame. I don't even know what that is. You should go. You should try it. Where is that? It's in the design district. Okay. It's the... um, there's only like three restaurants there worth going to. That's one of them. I was going to say one, but now I'm scared. If I say it, you're going to be like, that shit sucks. Why? I My first sushi experience was at Sushi Co. My sister took me there when I was 13. My first sushi experience was Nami in Miami Lakes. The one by Royal Oaks. Yeah, I don't know it. I don't know Anybody it. here from the Royal Oaks hood? No. Haters. Haters. Bunch of haters, bro. So what's happening now in your life? 20, 20 years with uh, Power 96. Yeah. Let me ask you. This is a good question. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait. <laughs> I know. Like I just, introducing I, his own question. with Here comes a good question. Because you've been in radio for so long. What do you think about the state of music right now? The state of music? Yeah. It's thriving. Oh. How? Excuse you. No, that's fine. Tell me exactly why it's thriving. Okay. Put away your chef hat for a I'm, sec. This I, has nothing to do with being Listen, a chef. Listen. The state of music depends on... Who's listening? Okay. Okay. You know, people are consuming. No. Children are consuming their music on TikTok. Are they really? People like you and I uh-huh. are still album buyers. Did yeah. you go out and buy the new Foo Fighters album? Uh, No. But you're aware of it. Yeah. You know they have a new album. Yes. They're promoting it everywhere. Sure. You're the kind of guy like me who's going to... Possibly download the new Foo Fighters album. Or buy it on And listen it from beginning to end. Correct. Right? The proper way to listen to music. People don't do that anymore. People before us. Le children. Le Gen Z. Right. They don't listen to music the way that you and I listen to. The good thing about it is that our music is being used in bits. In, dare I say, influencing, like, videos. Right? Sure. You're talking about like samples or what? Bits, like 30 seconds of a song, right? Right. So guys like T-Pain and... Uh, oh, man, T-Pain. You know, College. Fleetwood Mac. Oh, yeah. Dreams. These songs are seeing a resurgence. Janet Jackson's album just went platinum or number one the other day because a bunch of kids are doing fucking dances to her songs on TikTok. That's crazy. So... What was the song? Sorry to cut you off. Go ahead, go. Uh, oh, yeah, it was with Otis Redding. When Kanye came out with yeah. that song, Otis, uh-huh. like, I don't know, it was like 10 years right. ago already. And the beginning was with uh, an Otis Redding sample. Yeah, I know. And everyone's just like, who is this artist, Otis Who's Redding? Otis I mean, Redding. 
I mean, oh my god! It's one of the most legendary soul singers of all time. Sasha, who's Otis Redding? Yeah. Did you know him? Did he party with us? Was he at Wall on Tuesday? <laughs> what is Wall? Oh my god! It's a club. It's like a really cool club back in the day. Oh, back in the right. day. Right. Okay, I have to go. I'm doing a podcast. Oh, why? Because I do hot shit. Bye. <laughs> So that's how I feel about the state of music. I mean, it just depends on who's listening. Nothing is dead. Nothing is dying. Rock and roll isn't fucking dead, guys. Everybody relax. I hate that shit. Rock and roll is dead. Rock and roll, rock, rock and roll is not dead. Rock and roll is not, rock and roll's not dead. If but I think the state to, of hip-hop is kind of concerning. If you No, no, because you're listening to the wrong hip-hop. I'm, I'm, I listen to hip-hop to? today that's good. But like the what? J. J. Cole. Excellent. Logic. Great. Yeah, Kendrick, obviously. Obviously, but you when know, was the last Joel, time Kendrick Joel, came out with an album, bro? I know, but I mean, his fir- his three albums, the last three albums he came out with were fucking amazing. I mean, you could build an entire career off the those three albums. The entire album of Damn plays I mean, on replay in my home. Which, because it's incredible. It's beautiful. Joel Ortiz. For God's sakes, he won like a, didn't he win like a, a not a Nobel Peace Prize for Damn. No, I'm being serious. He won like one of those big ass awards. Can somebody I, I, go producer, big ass awards? This Big isn't like your situation. We don't have we don't have a computer that we look up shit. And oh, you think I have a producer? Yeah. No. I don't. You don't. You need Nick. He's available. Do you want to know? Who <laughs> I am not available. Do you want to know who the producer is? Oh yeah. I Can write you, everything. You should give Nick some tips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, man. Pull Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, I know. I know. Boom. Pull well, Nip- Nipsey also was incredible. Oh my gosh. I mean, he was amazing. Stop. So good. Locksmith, also very good. So good. And then there's these other groups that I list that I'm addicted to. Like, I love, uh, you know, like uh, the Black Pumas. And I'm not uh, aware. there's a jazz band, uh, Kamazi Washington. That's cool. um, have you ever listened to Kamazi Washington? No. You play that shit here. Woo! Bring in a sex it. Kamazi Washington is amazing. You would love him. Yeah, I mean, we play a lot of old school hip hop here. That's a great. lot, a lot, a lot. And I do that on purpose because. The idea of the restaurant is like you're hanging out at my house. Tribe? So, of course, Tribe. Tribe, Outkast. Farside. Jay-Z, Farside. Um, Eric B and Rakim, a lot of Eric B and Rakim. Yeah. Um, a lot of Rakim on his own. Uh, I mean, it's... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. It's a, I have a weird mix of music that I love. Mm-hmm. You know, Muddy Waters, John Coltrane, Miles Davis, and then obviously like older hip-hop. You know... You see, I love all that, and then I love, 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 love Chris Stapleton, Willie Nelson. Yeah. I'm a huge Tom Petty fan. A lot of people don't know that. Ted Nugent. Bruce Springsteen. I love Bruce. Bruce is like, He's, I have a connection yeah. with Bruce Springsteen. You do? I love Bruce Do you have a story? I wish. No. no. Just like one of my favorite kitchen jobs ever is when I discovered Springsteen, because one of my cooks was a huge Springsteen fan that were actually like very good friends now and that was the first time i had ever the story's more the first time i ever had a uh i had a vinyl right when i first started getting into vinyls i was living in my grandparents house and i was cleaning out the closet that was not what was your closet. first record that one it was bruce springsteen okay. 75 through 85 it was a live album mm-hmm. and it actually belonged to my uncle when he was a kid he's he's passed away since um and i discovered it like right after he had passed away Mm-hmm. And I, my grandfather had an old record player that was part of like you know the three piece that it's like got a tape deck, um, radio, and then the vinyl on top. Mm-hmm. So I fixed it because it was broken, 
And that's when I got into records. And that was my first record was that Springsteen record. And now I have all of them. I have them framed on walls and shit because I think his music was incredible. I, I have vinyl too. Not too much. Yeah. Because I, I see what it does to a person. What do you mean? Uh, Zog has about two giant storage warehouse units? Yeah. unit things filled with and he just won't let go of it. So. I have a friend that has 53,000 records. And he still spins on vinyl. Which I'm is trying to get him to spin vinyl on air one day. I don't know if he'll do it, but... Yeah. That would be amazing. Yeah, he's great at that. I For me, you know, like, music is one of those things, obviously, it's very personal. It's very, like... I just love the memories that come with songs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the Strokes, when that album came out, This Is It, the, the whole thing. Yeah. I remember when that first came out, I was like, my God, this is cool. I like how this makes me feel. Yeah. Uh, I remember when the Heat were in the playoffs. Fuck. Is that ten, basketball? Yep. Okay. Ten years ago. I think it was ten years ago when Jay-Z and Kanye came out with that album. And that one track that they played Paris. all. Yeah. You remember they played it four times at the show? I don't remember Did that. you ever go to the show? No. They kept, just kept playing it. I just, I just it. remember that me and... Pasolito Papi. Or do you know who Pasolito Papi is? Yes. Yeah, he's famous. I've um, never met him. He's here now. Where? Um, downstairs, working. Really? Yeah. Can I meet him? Sure. Great. Um, we used to always, we would go to the playoff games, and then after the game, or any Heat game, we would listen to that album, and then after, we would go to Watch Purdy Lounge. We would go to Purdy Lounge. Like, oh my gosh, right we after. didn't go to a pretty lounge. I know. It was just like a thing. And that just, like, that whole album reminds me of that time period so much. And I don't love Kanye. Right. Uh, and I don't, I actually don't love Jay Z either. Mm-hmm. But I, that album just, it reminds me of, like, that time. Right. And I thought it was, it's pretty awesome that it does that. Yeah, that's, that's the beauty of music. For me, the Beastie Boys will forever be my oh, yeah. first, like, my go to. I'm having a bad day. I'll listen to the Beastie Boys. Then I'll go to LCD Sound System. Then I'll listen to Oscar G. Mm. Um, to me, one of the most gifted local musicians is Oscar G. Really? Oscar G's music is transcending. It is spiritual. Um, spiritual? Yes. Have you ever heard his new single, Pray? No. You need to listen to that. I'm going to... He released it right at the beginning of COVID. Um I love Oscar G. I think uh, Oscar G doesn't get enough credit. Um, he's a god in Brooklyn. Um, he's just, he's amazing. His music for me is the kind of music, I do a lot of writing. I, I write a lot of commercials. I write episodes for our show. Um, I create a lot. I'm asked to create like on the spot a lot. And I will put my headphones on and tune into Oscar G and I'm in a different world. Amazing. Um, he, you know, I'm, we're blessed that we have people in the music industry like, obviously, there's the Estefans, there's, you know, Casey and the Sunshine Band, there's uh, Marilyn Manson, who's from Fort Lauderdale, then there's Pitbull, then there's Rick Ross, uh, there's Trina, there's Trick, there's all this amazing music, but what a lot of people tend to forget, and I get really fucking annoyed, is that there was a specific dance sound that was born in the club scene in Miami, that doesn't get the respect it deserves. And there's very few DJs that understand that. And I had Are, to, you, are you talking about like Miami bass music or? I'm not just talking about Miami bass music. I'm talking about like house dance. Yeah. That these international DJs would come here, listen, take it back and create these monster hits. Hmm. And 
that music to me is there's something there's a taste to it like you could you could taste like uh the you know is that that, that shh in the air um you could taste the the vodka on, <laughs> on people's skin you know you lick a girl you know they're in a club and lick the girl's shoulder and it tastes like vodka it's been a while but yeah same here and <laughs> i'm from miami bitch and there's that music to me is is delicious and then miami bass music bruh have you ever like honestly like have you ever listened to I'm MC Shadi and I gotta be tough. Yeah, of course. Da, 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 da. Like that shit to me? Brother, give me a pair of booty shorts right now. Let's go in. And there's something beautiful about that time. And I know it was a very, you know, it was murky. It was, you know, two life crew and, and fighting for, to have parental, like, you know, permission to have like bad words on their in their album. Fighting with, you know, Buck Navarro was like a song that I knew in in junior high. That kind of music is part of the fabric of the culture here in Miami, mm-hmm. and it doesn't get the respect it deserves. There are so many records right now that are sampling this music, and they're just. It, 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 but if you listen or you hear an interview, like, for example, one of my favorite interviews currently living on the net is with Pharrell Williams. And he was interviewed by uh, DJ EFN uh, Drink Champs. And Pharrell says the music that influenced him was Miami-based music. Right. You listen to it. I mean, even with the DJ Laz music. I mean, mm-hmm. like, what the fuck, man? That's fucking DJ Laz. Yeah. Is he a pain in the ass? Yes, all day. But he is part of this history, and there's so much awesomeness to that music and so much nostalgia. But it was, it was played, and it was loved, and it, it was something. There was something there. And I, and I always hope that my kids get that feeling from the music they're listening to now. Because I don't like to be prejudiced against what they're listening to. You know what I mean? It's tough. Listen. I have a hard time not judging people on music. I mean, does my kid listen to... Uh, the other day she goes, she goes, Alexa! And we're like... She goes, uh, Alexa! Play Mary Jane, Last Dance, Tom Patty. She's 10. And she knows all the words. Oh, that's amazing. And she'll turn right back around and be like, Alexa! Play Boys in the Hood, N.W.A. <laughs> you know? We have a rule in the house. It's like, if you hear it, you don't repeat it unless you really need to say a bad word. And then you have to tell me why you needed that word to express yourself. Oh, that's good. And she'll be like, all right. Like, during COVID, she said shit once. She goes, when is this shit going to be over with? And I was like, nah, I mean, she's not wrong. Not very soon. Yeah, I mean, that's. I just let her slide with that one. I gave her that shit. And it was like, everyone's saying the same thing. I feel yeah. you. But, yeah, that's, that's how I feel about music most of the time. How was COVID for you and your industry? Horrible. Yeah? Tell me why. We're down to five. Really? Five people. I'm going to get emotional, man, because our DJs are going through it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, entertainment is going Horrible. through it. Horrible. Going through it. I mean, the Horrible. whole, the whole industry of, like, um, 
experience, um, events, people, things. I mean, we went from 140 employees to 25. It's horrible. And it's then, horrible. Like these kids, their whole lives revolves mm-hmm. around a club gig, man. Right. And having a party. And that was gone like this. And it's still technically gone. It's horrible. I mean, it's you, horrible. You know, Francis wants to, I mean, he's got a, his billboard in California, but we still got to be home by midnight for some fucking reason. So move here if you want to be at home by midnight, I guess. Because COVID only. Okay, first of all, let's give the guy some slack because he was raised by a Cuban mom. Sure. And after midnight, El Sereno right. will kill you. Yeah. So maybe that's why he's saying all that. I don't think that that's why, it's, why it is. That's a good. I mean, I like you giving him the slack, but I don't Thanks. think that's what. Um, I because I know because we own uh, bars. Thank you so much. Uh, we More. own no. <laughs> the thought and I've sat in like Zoom conferences with politicians and stuff. Their thought process is is that people become more loose after midnight. And I mean they're not wrong about that. Have they been to brunch? Yeah. <laughs> that is listen brunch is brunch is stop. serious. I know I we First have brunch. All, yeah. I'm how aware. many moms do you get in here? On the brunch. But what kind of moms? Miami moms. There's only one kind. A good, a good amount. Right? Yeah, mimosas are flowing like a waterfall. And the kid is in the stroller. Um, you know, we get some of that. Um, not a ton, but we do get some. We do get some. I. People do get loose at brunch, for sure. You have seen. Loose. Yeah, I mean, you have seen much more day drinking happening because things are closed at nighttime than we did previously. Um, but that, that is their whole thought process that they've seen that people, um, they become more loose with the standards after a certain time. And I think it's a bunch of bullshit because I think it's up to the establishment establishment to make sure that we're staying within the rules, uh, to do things. And I, you know, there's plenty of restaurants and bars that have fucked this up for all of us. And I, I, you know, you have a notebook. Do I have a notebook? Yeah. Are you like a Beatrice kiddo? Do you keep a list of people that you're going to come back and chop off their heads? No, All I don't. Right. Nah. Beatrice is actually the name of my car. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Love I'm that a name. movie nerd. So. Love that name. Um, no, I don't because I think that we're all paying the price for it in some kind of way. You know, entertainment is like the biggest one that's paying the price for it because, you know, you can't do anything after midnight. So, albeit that kind of like the, like this industry has kind of, I, I would say, stabilized a bit. You know, it's still, we're still very much struggling as a whole community, but not as much as the entertainment is. Not it's even horrible. close. I mean, is three points going to happen this year? I don't think so. They I mean, canceled Ultra again. I'm okay with Kyocho that. Ultra is not happening. I'm okay with them canceling Ultra. I'm, I'm fine with it. Why? I don't know. I just, I... But do you go to Ultra? No. Entonces, no. Importa a ti? You're right. I know. But I used to work right next to Ultra. I used to run a restaurant that was right next to it. And it destroyed that restaurant. It destroyed it. Like that whole week. I mean, you're talking about losing business for 10 straight days. What about the hotels, bro? Yeah, I know. What I the hell? Oh, my God. That's so loud. You're, oh, and you're not even getting the Zamboni. Let me ask you. When new music drops, like how judgy are you? Super. Yeah. I good. don't give a fuck. You should. Be very judgy. Wild on the radio. I love that. Wild. I love that. If I hear one more Ariana Grande song, I'm going to remove 
my hair, like physically pull my hair out. Eat Who it, is that? Shit it out and put it back on my head. Who is that? What does she sing? Ariana Grande. Yeah. Uh, she sings uh, uh, 30, what's the song now? 32 plus 35? I don't know. But the the thing is that whatever plus plus equals 69. So oh, is song that what it is? about 69 Um That's original. Uh, but it, it's like, I, I love her music, I just sometimes I'm just like, oh my god, I can't because yeah. I hear because listen, we're in a studio for. I, I wake up at three thirty. I'm at sitting in my chair like at four forty five a.m. and then that entire time I'm just listening to everything kind of in loop, you know? Yeah. Because Over and you over may again. Catch the song once if you're lucky in the four hours I'm on air, but I'm on air like nonstop. <laughs> what else? Oh, man. So many things. I feel like uh, we've become so close. I feel like you're my best friend. Wow. I'm, I'm honored and blushing. Just trying to get more pancito. Yeah. Is that what you're trying to, you're trying to get more bread out of me? No, I'm taking it home. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I'll bring this back on Friday. It's cool. It's tomorrow. Right. Okay. Um, listen, honestly, thank yeah. you for having me. I, I think it's insane that I'm on your podcast. Why? Because... It's just funny that, you know, we, you know, all jokes aside, I mean, I love Carlos Frias. I love that he created this, like, shitstorm of a conversation from your podcast to the conversation on his blog, on his article from Miami.com. And that was really fun. And um, I'm thankful. Thank you. I'm, I love meeting new people, new creatives in, in my in my hood. You know, we're, we're all creators. We all want to make this city a little better. And um I'm going to reach out to you when I need your help. Oh, yeah? You're going to need my help? Eventually, I will. For? Well, I have thoughts. I want to do things for the city. Yeah. And if you fit the bill, I'm going to fucking reach out to you. Yeah, I mean... Uh, or if you need my help, I'm here. I appreciate that. I, I love to hear from other people that feel as passionate about, like, uh, pushing the city into the right direction and getting people to realize how special we really are. You know, I, I say it all the time. Cause there's plenty of people that are just like, you know, Miami's not this and Miami's not that. I'm like, just fucking leave. Then just go. If you don't like it here, then just go. It's cool with me. If you want to go, if you think New York is a better fit for you or Chicago is a better, then go. It's go. totally fine with go me. Go live at a cobblestone. We're yeah. good. Yeah, <laughs> it's We're true. good. I'll stay in my little townhouse in Mango Hill. Yeah. I think it's, I think what we have here is, very special and um i think that's why i work so hard and do what i do you know and i I think the same goes for you yeah it does i i want to make our city better and i i want to make everybody laugh in the morning i want to i just want to have fun i i don't sometimes we we get so caught up with what's happening outside of this town that it influences our 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 decisions and i don't Let's, let's not forget where we're from. Somebody asked me yesterday, no, the day before yesterday, what's a horrible stereotype Miami people have? The Scarface one? Worse. Mm. Uh, that we don't care. And the most beautiful thing about this community is that when it is at its lowest... We all band together to help each other. Sure. And we can't forget that. And there's going to be a lot of people coming to our city right now, man. They're going to, bro, they're coming. Um, 
welcome them, but remind them that they're blessed to be in this city. Yeah, you're this a visitor. This is the best city in the world, man. This is it. This you're is you're a visitor. You're welcome. We've allowed you in. Now, don't fuck our shit up. Don't fuck it up, man. And only buy our beer. Don't what? Only buy our beer. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Go to Unbranded. Pick up a six-pack. Yeah. Go to Winwood. Yeah. Pick up a six-pack there. Wakefield, also. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. And La Playa. Yeah. When you pop that open. Woo, buddy. That's Playa beer right there. I love it. Playa beer. All right, Nick. Now talking to your ball tickler about all the things that have to happen now as per structure. This is where we do our wind down starting, as always, with our parting recommendations. Everybody's going to recommend. can be literally anything. could be music, food, a book, a movie, a place you went. Anything that you would recommend, as long as it's not yours, because that happens immediately after in our shameless plug segment. So would you like to go first, or do you want to pass it off? How many things can I recommend? As many, well, as, you as, as, many as you want. Yeah. Okay, I'll do a, a, a movie, a music, and a TV. Amazing. Ooh. This is like this is very well run. Wow. What right. a pro. Okay. Uh, one second. Did you bring notes? Yeah. Ooh, man. Oh, baby. Again, I have been outmatched in preparedness. The most beautiful song currently breathing in my head, occupying my soul. Oof. Oh, that's not the name of the song. Is okay. Be a rebel by New Order. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. I love Occupying. that. Occupying. Movie. Boom. I'm getting my notes. Okay. <laughs> Malcolm and Marie on Netflix. Starring. Oh yeah. Uh, uh yeah. Okay. Zendaya. Yeah. Mr. Washington, Denzel's kid. Denzel's kid. Watch that it, movie. I heard it's intense. Incredibly intense. You might break up with your loved one after watching it. <laughs> Jeez, okay. It's that good. Oh, but Netflix is a movie also. It's fine. Okay. Netflix. Bar and Star. Bar and Star. Bar, Bar and Star where Kristen Wiig is fucking funny. Oh, yeah? Watch it. She's funny. If you do an edible, hilarious. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I don't do the edibles too much. They make me too jumpy. I really? just smoke a bowl, yeah. I, mean, I eat like a little, like a quarter, and it mellows me out on Fridays. I'm yeah. very, I'm always on, and I'm like that. Did you listen to the episode that uh, I talked about how I ate too many edibles by mistake because I thought they were gummy bears? I haven't. Yeah, it was good. That was the uh, pastelito papi. Pastelito papi episode, yeah. I ate I- like five edibles, um, or three, some three, four, five, something like that, and I, I thought they were gummy bears. Oh my god! I know. Are you it, okay? I'm fine. I've made it back since then. We're good. Fine, We're here now. And book? Yeah. I have a book. That's great. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Sick in the Head by Judd Apatow. If you're a fan of comedy like I am, I love stand-up comedy. And it's all his interviews uh, with famous comedians, but from when they first started. And, like, interviews date back to when, like, he was 13 and he first met, like, Gary Shandling. And amazing. That's nice. amazing. Yeah. Anything else I should no. be recommending? No, I mean, it's up to you. You can keep recommending. Just go on for okay. an hour. We can always, I mean, but we can always have you back another time. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I'll shut up, man. You no, don't need to no, no, about no, it. Listen. You gotta teach him about this producer oh. thing, right? It's tough. He's, He's having a hard time. Put him in check. Yeah, I wouldn't. He's got the tickler. Your turn. <laughs> so, 
Uh, food recommendation. I highly recommend. Oh, I didn't do food. Then do a food. It could be anything you want to recommend. Are you sure? Yes. Are you going to judge me? No. Absolutely not. Okay, only because it got me through COVID. Oh, my God. Love it. It got me through COVID. Okay. Um, Eileen's Croquetas over at Finca. Oh, I mean, they're amazing. Yeah. Yeah, they're amazing. How much do you love Eileen? I love her to death. Oh, my God. I obsessed. She's in the Pancom Podcast Hall of Fame. She's the best. I know, I know. When you see her. I wish I could dress as stylish as Eileen does. She's so cool. It's very cool. When you see Eileen, tell yeah. her, tell her, tell her, pass la yuca. That's all you got to say to her. She's going <laughs> to die laughing. It's a great story. I don't want to share on air, but I'll tell you. Last time I saw her was at that Yoli Mayud concert. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was, again, dressed very cool. The most amazing shoes. The most dapper hats. Yeah. she. We compete in the hat department. She's my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. I love her to death. Croquetas her oxtail like... croquetas at Amelia's oh are amazing. Oh, my God. Yeah. You Do you want to know something? I'd I, love to know something. I named my daughter after my grandmother, and her name was Amelia. Oh. And Eileen's abuela's name Amelia. <laughs> it's amazing. I love her. My turn? Yeah. Yeah, go, right. sorry. Food. Here we go. I highly recommend the Meatball Sub at Stanzione 87, uh, owned by Franco and Ashley Stanzione. Uh, I just had the pleasure of trying that sub. It was incredible. I also had their salad. We had salad. Uh, pizza and the meatball sub and they were all otherworldly and i love them very much franco and ashley are incredible and i highly recommend going there you can actually find them on the evil empire of uber eats if you do choose to give up 30 percent of the revenue to another entity that sucks uh but that's totally up to you um so music i have dove into some older things lately uh, one newer, one older, Want You Too by D Smoke is something that I have listened to a lot. Okay. And uh, recently, last night, actually, I was listening to a lot. I'm just got to look it up to make sure I don't fuck the name up. The Smith & Wesson, I forget the album. Uh, I just listened to all their music. Okay. I, I'm just going to go there because I forgot the name of the song, but just go listen to all their music. Things that I have watched lately... I have been in a very turn-my-brain-off mode when I, when I get home at night because the days have been very long. Mm-hmm. So uh, along with uh, uh, my nightly ritual, I have watched several episodes of Star Wars. And I highly recommend Wait. to just go back and watch the old ones again. Um, oh, I thought he was watching, like, the cartoons. I, I did watch Clone Wars once. We watched that. Uh, but, you know, A New Hope... Um, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, all that. I've dug into all of it, and it takes me several days. All the noises of an opening restaurant. It's amazing. Uh, I, it takes me several days because I usually fall asleep mid-movie, so then I pick it up the next day, and that's just how it kind of works. Um, I th- those are all the things, right? Okay. Food, movie, music. Yeah, I mean, whatever uh, you got. Mm-hmm. I recommend uh, listening to Power 96 from 6 to 10. That's right. Thank you. Uh, if you're in Salina, Kansas, uh, radio, what was it, radio app? Radio.com app. Radio.com app. And you can hear me. Yeah. And you can get annoyed with me. 
Yeah. And then listen to radio. Any, anyone who listens to this podcast would totally be into Power 96 from 6 to 10. I would hope so. I think so. You know, I can't I always, imagine why I make fun of the girls. They're going, oh, my God, I can't stand her annoying accent. Yeah. That's, hmm. that's Interesting, good. Kendall Carly. Kendall, Who's Kendall Carly? Most of the per- the people that are annoyed with me. It's like, pa- pass uh, over the mirror, please. Wrong. Anyways. Wrong. <laughs> like that last part. <laughs> you know... There's different bros. You know this, right? There's different Wah. bros? Yeah, there's bro. That's Kendall. That's Kendall. I was going to say that is for sure Kendall uh, without a bro. doubt. Then there's bro. That's Hylia. Right. Wah. That's like Sunset, Coral Gables. That's the private school sector. Yes. Yeah. They probably live here. No, here, uh, their parents don't allow them to say bro. <laughs> way, way too high of a tax bracket here. Fairy tales and lies. Yeah. Um, what is, how's the little Havana, bro? Bro. Bro. It's bro. And like, it's more, it's here. It's bassy. It's here in the chest. It's bro. Because they just had a coffee and smoked a cigar. Mm-hmm. Right. I got it. Yeah. And their, their chains are asphyxiating them. <laughs> no, now. No, the old school Cuban chain is like very, it's like down by your belly button. I know. But have you seen the new school? One? Yeah, no, I've seen it. They I've seen have it. It's like a choker. And they have that at Eagle. Which, have you seen that? Yeah. That's I miss new. the old days of like the dope gold chains with like. El Indio with the red eyes yeah. and then like the big pinky ring. With the, the either the lion head or right. the Indian the head. The lion head. I'm all about that. I'll bring that back. My parting recommendations. I have two Cuba-related recommendations. Love this. Love this. Bring it. Cubanos? Yeah. Related to many Cubanos. Okay. Uh, one of them is a new song that is maybe... this could be, There could be a little recency bias here, but I think that this is going to be like as soon as more people hear this the most like powerful Cuba related musical thing since Ya Viene Llegando by Willy Chirin and this is by Yotuel of Orishas Gente de Zona Bueno, and they shot a video and recorded the song together with members of Movimiento San Isidro in Cuba who I presume sent them all these files, they edited it all together. The video is incredible, it's called Patria y Vida. Oh, by the way, the Movimiento San Isidro people are Michael Osorbo and El Funky de Cuba. Uh, unfortunately, you need to be a Spanish speaker to understand what's going on here. Uh, but if you are Cuban, if you speak Spanish, listen to this. Uh, and I would say that especially if like hip-hop is not foreign to you, uh, you will feel all the things that you've felt uh, with that Chirino song, if not more, because it sort of like brings that whole thing Surprise to Surprise that Gente de Zona is involved. Gente, this, no, you're going to see Gente de Zona in this. That, that's one of the things that I commented to you. They have never been this explicit. His, one of his lines is where the title of the song comes uh, from. Sí. And the line is something to the effect of, uh, like, No gritemos patria muerta, sino patria y vida. So, his, if anything, his lyrics outside of the ones from that were recorded in Cuba are like some of the most directly like, fuck you, uh, to the government. I'm, surprised, I, I'm super surprised he cut that. I will go ahead and say... Only that, because, you know. 
Well, yeah, and and also, but I think that you know, he likes to wear a red shirt every once in a while. He likes to wear a red, but I think that there's 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 been a steady transition over time, right? Right. Like over over that time, an of awakening like, for him. I'm not going to assume what's in his head. It's either been an awakening or uh, getting used to like, and also he's big enough. Like, what are they going to do? Throw him in jail now? Like, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, it, they he's too big at this point. He's too big. Uh, they might not let him back in, right? But like Yotuel went and performed, right, 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 in Cuba during that Juanes concert thing. And I'm just super surprised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I was surprised too Especially when I, when with I, the words that you're throwing at me, that's like wait, just the fact that he's on a song with the people from Movimiento San Isidro. Yeah, is huge. Uh, huh. And honestly, like is after gente de zona. No, 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 no. There's changing there's, their mood. No, no, no. There's no forget changing their mood. Being on this song, they are like among the most like contestatario rap acts anti-comunista yes no 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 no. let's not forget if, no if you haven't heard this no no there's no getting around this being an anti-communist okay no getting around no no, no. you'll see this it's like very very I'm gonna specific go, I'm gonna say this given I don't know I'm sure you remember when Pitbull caught some shit about at this point I would say Pitbull has to catch up to gente de zona yeah on how anti-comunista he's being in his music mm. uh, it's it's that Strong. And this album, like the, I mean, this track or whatever, it's yeah, it's very specific. And I it, need to hear. There's it. no it was, ambiguity. It's here. incredible. Dying. Yeah. Uh, and then the other thing that I would recommend is an op-ed in the Washington Post that ran today. I have not read it, but written by past guest Rosa Maria Paya. Oh uh, man! It's an opinion piece in the Washington Post titled "There Is a Better Way for Biden to Support Democracy in Cuba Beyond the Obama and Trump Approaches." Hmm. No idea what's in there, but. I you would know, probably agree with everything that she's going to say. It, and, and even if you didn't, I mean, it, it, she's one of the most insightful voices uh, on the Cuba thing. Um, and I would go so far as to say I, I know that uh, she's been hashtagging Patria Vida. If Rosa Maria Paya is co-signing anything that Gente de Zona has done, yeah. that's because Gente de Zona made... Uh, I mean, Gente de Zona broke my heart. A long time ago. Oh no! When when you hear this, you'll you'll like wanna... legit. Like I was like, this oh. may change your no. I hope perspective. so. Oh, I hope so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm being yeah. totally transparent. Like I remember yeah. just being like, wow. Yeah. If you have a minute, we'll play it when we're done recording the thing. I don't. Okay. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> Who is play this guy? Car. I know, right? Yeah, it's it's like, geez. Worse. People have places right. to be, Nick. You. Children to feed today yeah. is Potaje Thursday. It's Potaje Thursday for fuck's sake, man. Fuck, man. We're losing valuable like, prep time you, you right now. You pretend like I don't have to go home, finish a potaje, and eat it super hot on a plastic-covered couch. Perfect. I didn't know that In was what we were In the dead of, against. like, heat. I didn't realize we were up against all and this. There's a whole routine involved. And you're sticking to the couch as you eat the potaje. And you're sweating, and your mom is looking at you be like, Just don't dirty the couch. Te vas a comer un poquito de carne de re. <laughs> I'm glad we're being so economical with our time here. Uh, now for shameless plugs, Lucy Lopez, tell everybody where they can find you and all your things on the internet and elsewhere. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm on Power 96. You can listen to me on the radio.com app. If you live in Miami, just tune into Power 96 in La Mañana. Um, and uh, all my social media handles are at the Lucy Lopez. That's it. Michael Also, Beltran? wait, wait, wait. 
I encourage everybody to follow Miami Community Fridge. It is a network of free food fridges in South Florida. You take what you need. You leave what you can uh, for the community by the community. It's run by Buddy System MIA. I follow them on Instagram. I've donated a million times to their GoFundMe pages. What these are are actual refrigerators filled for f with food for people who cannot afford to either buy produce or whatever it is that they need. They could just go there, grab it, and, and you know, no questions asked. That is Miami Community Fridge on Instagram. That's it. Good stuff. Love that. Uh, shameless plugs. Mike. My plugs are uh, actually, if you're local here in Miami, Nave will be opening its brunch on the 28th of this month. Nice. Uh, that's very exciting stuff. Um, are you going to have music? Like live music? Mm -hmm. I've, I've tossed around the idea, but we need to open and work all the kinks right. out first. But yeah. Because since we have like this whole thing and it's usually pretty full between both restaurants, it's good. Are you going to have French toast? We have uh, two different French toasts on property. We have a classic creme brulee French toast at Ariette and we have an espresso French toast at Nave. So fancy. We do what we can. Do you have cafe con leche? I mean. <laughs> what? <laughs> we do. No, I mean, it's a good question. Yeah. Do you know my favorite breakfast is? Um, Café con leche with Cuban crackers crushed inside them and oh, a little the thing of butter. Oh, the salty crackers. Oh, man, it's been so long since I had that. That is amazing. My grandfather used to make that shit for me all the time. That's my favorite thing. It's like my favorite. If you ever see me eating that, it's become super but sad. Is it, is it actual? I'm sorry. Is it actual? <laughs> but is it actual butter or is it like country crock? Like, you know, like the, the tub. The tub. Yeah, of course. Like a little, like a teaspoon. You put it on top. So oh, you, my grandfather's like, un sabaje. Like he would just like when he would make hot yeah. chocolate, it was like a whole pound of like the country crock in there. Like, a, oh, no. but it was delicious with churros. Café con leche. Yeah. And then you crush the Cuban. Oh, I know, I know. I've done it. I've done it. That's amazing. That's and I Cuban love that cereal. idea. And I'm gonna use it. So good. You better believe that it's gonna it's my happen. Favorite. Love that. That's it? No, I don't know if you had more. I got nothing else. This has been incredible. Thank you so Thank much, you so much for Thanks. coming on this like very sh uh, shit showish show. That's nothing good. like uh, what you do a on studio. a yeah, regular basis, which is much more official. So I appreciate you so much. Um, Thanks for having me, man. It was really nice meeting you. And congratulations good. on everything that you've done and that you're doing and you continue to do. And, you know, uh, everybody has a gift and it's up to us whether we want to work with it or not and, and god gave you something real big man so thank you I congratulations it. well saying that you haven't even eaten my food and tomorrow just come hungry i am That's i'm good. gonna smoke a big joint <laughs> just kidding mom perfect mom doesn't listen to podcasts they don't know where these things are <laughs> bye everyone